So Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you're having a great New Year. We are starting a new series on wisdom. Uh, you know, for my research, I decided to go to YouTube and type in things that dumb people do. And there are millions, well, probably not millions, but there, there's thousands of videos on there uh, where people just, you watch them and you go, what made you think this was a good idea? This is, there's no way this could possibly turn out well. And it doesn't turn out well. It's amazing what people do. I mean, this began right when you were a child and your parents said, don't touch that hot burner or don't sit there, it's wet paint or whatever it was. Uh, your mother, don't run with scissors. Though I've never heard of anybody running with scissors getting hurt, but that's, that's a whole other thing. But you, you, you heard them say that you were warned maybe by a friend or some, you know, a neighbor or a parent or somebody, and you went and did it anyways. And all of a sudden you go, oh, man, I wish I had listened. It's too late now. Um, so the question, so, so essentially what you're doing there is you were warned, but you didn't listen, so you paid the dumb tax. And the dumb tax is when you were warned not to do something, you went ahead and did it, and now you're, you're paying that dumb tax. And you go, man, I should have listened because now I'm paying out that dumb tax. And I don't like that at all. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about. And it's interesting. You say, well, where would you look in the Bible to get some wisdom and some warnings and some, you know, don't go down this path because I went down and it wasn't a good path. And where do you go? Well, the book of Proverbs is just filled with that. In fact, when you read the book of Proverbs, it's, it, it begins almost like, my son, my daughter, listen to my words. Hear what I have to say, because if you listen to what I say, you won't fall in the trap, you know. And so there's a lot of warnings in the book of, uh, a book of Proverbs. And so we're talking about wisdom. That's essentially what we're talking about. And wisdom is something that, that, uh, that uh, flows through society, flows through our world, um, you may think, well, people who are rich are wise. Not often. I mean, many wise people who are rich are wise. Uh, but there's a lot of poor people who are very wise. So wisdom isn't, uh, it doesn't have to do anything with wealth. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with education many times. Uh, I know some people who are incredibly intelligent, but they are not very wise. Right? They're naive. They're, they're dull as far as wisdom is concerned. Um, it, it doesn't have anything to do with status uh, oftentimes. So it's one of those things that, that kind of cuts through all of the things that we say, oh, you're here and therefore, you... no, that's not true with wisdom. That's not true with wisdom. Um, so you may say, well, but I'm not wise and I don't have a lot of money um, and I don't have a great status. Can I still be a wise person? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can grow in wisdom. And that's really what this uh, message this weekend is about. How do we grow in wisdom? Now, I want to give you a little background. Uh, uh, we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 3, if you'd like to turn there. Um, so Proverbs is in the Old Testament. And uh, if you go to page uh, 482 in the Chair Bible, you'll find Proverbs. But I want to give you a little background about Proverbs. Proverbs is one of those books that it just is not a historical narrative, so it's not really telling you a story. Uh, most of the book of Proverbs was written by Solomon, King Solomon, who was a king of the nation of Israel. Um, he's probably one of the wisest, one of the most powerful, richest kings that Israel ever had. And so he wrote a lot of wisdom down there. Um, but that being said, uh, Proverbs is one of those things where you read it and you go, it, it's, it's, you don't read it like contextually. You can, but essentially it's, it's like there are some uh, two or three Proverbs that string together, but generally it's one or two Proverbs or, and it has one saying. 
The point I want you to see about Proverbs is it's called it's wisdom literature. And they each kind of give you a, 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 an idea, like if they talk about friends or from being a friend or friendship. It, you know, you'll read a proverb and it'll tell you something, a, a kind of a nugget of friendship, right? Uh, but it doesn't, it's not the whole word on friendship, it's just a nugget. And you have to look at Proverbs that way. And what do I mean by that? Well, as you read through Proverbs, um, there are certain things that it kind of keeps saying. And, and here's what I mean. Uh, like if you go through chapters 10 through 15, uh, you'll hear things like, uh, the principle is this, that if you work hard, you'll prosper. If you're lazy, you'll be poor. If you work hard, you'll prosper. If you're lazy, you'll be poor. Generally, that principle is true. And it says that over and over in Proverbs. It, it also says this. If you live according to moral uh, absolutes, your life will go well. If you live a wicked life, your life won't go well. Essentially, it says that. If you live up to a moral standard, generally your life will go well. If you don't, your life probably won't. Uh, this is one that often gets quoted by Proverbs. If uh, you raise a child according to the pattern of wisdom... When they're old, not only will they love you, they'll become a responsible adult. <laughs> now, here's the other part of Proverbs, because as you, re- you continue reading through Proverbs, here's what you hear. Some people who live according to God's life principles have a lousy life. It has nothing to do with them. It just, it, they have a lousy life. Some people, though they work hard, they stay poor because there are people who oppress them. Proverbs talks about that. Some people who raise their child just right, uh, when they are old, they, 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 their child's lives go off the rails. That happens sometimes. So Proverbs basically, one proverb is not telling you everything on the subject of raising children, how your life will go, wisdom. You know, it's giving you a, a kind of a, a picture. The point is, Proverbs is telling you that uh, it's giving you a, a kind of like little dot pictures of these different areas. And that's what we're going to talk about in the weeks to come. We're going to talk about how does Proverbs affect my work? How does it affect my tongue? How does it affect my relationships? How does it affect my marriage? How does it affect how I deal with money? All those things are talked about in Proverbs. The interesting thing is that when we think of wisdom, there's no shortcut to wisdom. You know, um, you have to grow in wisdom. It's a, and it's a valuable life skill to grow in wisdom. We can grow wiser. You can be a wiser person in a year from now than you are today. And that's the thing about Proverbs. You can grow. So I want to begin by reading, and and I told you to turn to uh, Proverbs chapter 3. And I want to start reading, uh, and I'm going to jump, I'm going to read verses 1, and then I'm 5 through 8, and 11 through 12. So I'm going to jump a little bit. And this is what the writer uh, says. My child, never forget the things that I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his, seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Uh, that is a wonderful verse to memorize. If you have not memorized that verse, you underline it and memorize that verse this week. It's a great verse. But then notice what it says as you jump down a little bit. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. So there's a few things we can draw from not only this passage, but the other ones we're going to look at. The first principle is 
that we must choose daily to walk the path of wisdom. There's no, wouldn't it be great if you could take a wisdom pill? You know, just take it to automatically you're just the wisest person, right? Or you're a lot wiser than you were. Uh, but there's no pill. There's no self-help book that you can go and read, and all of a sudden you're going to read that, and you're going to be wise. There's no seminar, weekend seminar that you can attend to achieve wisdom. Now, could you grow in wisdom by reading a book? Absolutely. Can you grow in wisdom by going to seminar? Absolutely. Uh, but essentially, you're not going to arrive at wisdom through that. Wisdom is achieved as we daily choose to follow a certain path. That's really important to understand. Wisdom doesn't come overnight. It comes day by day as we follow a path. Okay? As we go down a path day by day, uh, you know, little by little, year by year, we grow in wisdom. And uh, as we do that, we'll grow in wisdom. We're told that as we seek his will, he will show us the right path. In other words, uh, so in the weeks to come, we want to look at what are some of the things that the book of Proverbs speaks about to help us to grow in wisdom. Well, it tells, us, uh, uh, it tells us about friendships. It talks about managing our emotions. It talks about dealing with money. It talks about family dynamics. All those things are discussed in the book of, of Proverbs, and there's a lot of wisdom there if we'll hear it. And, and again, Proverbs is a book that basically is saying, don't pay the dumb tax. Learn. Because if you learn this, great things will happen. Uh, Wisdom is something to be pursued and treasured. It, 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 you know, in the book of Proverbs, wisdom is personified. Sometimes it's personified as a woman. And, and it says, pursue this woman. <laughs> Woo her. You know, treasure her because she is to be treasured. She is to be wooed. You, you know, it, 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 grab wisdom because wisdom is a great thing. Uh, it, it, there, you, you'll never waste your time in the pursuit of wisdom, God's wisdom. Now jump down, jump over just a page to Proverbs 2. And the writer says this. He says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and for understanding. Search for them and you, as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. And then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain the knowledge of God. So the writer of Proverbs saying, Your pursuit of wisdom should be like going after precious stones and gold and silver and precious jewels. It, 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 should, be, it should be an all-out pursuit. And again, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. You're not just going to, you know, light's not going to go on automatically. You're going to be wise. But you can grow in wisdom. You can be a wiser person next week uh, than you are this week. Okay? Uh, so that's the first thing. The, the path is, it begins, it's a growing path. Number two, the path of wisdom begins with the pursuit of God. The, the book of Proverbs says this, the fool, and by the way, the, the wise person is contrasted with the fool. And then and, and basically the book of Proverbs says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The path to wisdom begins with God, the pursuit of God. Uh, there are a thousand, there's thousands, you go to any bookstore and uh, go on to Amazon and there's thousands of self-help books. And what do those self-help books say? You know, look within yourself. You'll find the truth. You'll find the answer within yourself. You'll, you, know, you just need to look deep enough. You just need to uh, ask the right questions. Uh, the path of wisdom is to look within yourself. They, they, they'll also say, uh, we can create our own wisdom. 
We don't have to look for a principle of wisdom that is embedded in this universe because God created it, uh, this universe that, is, uh, that has this pattern of wisdom. What do I mean by a pattern of wisdom? Meaning that sometimes when you do some things that aren't very smart, thing, bad things will happen. That's just the way the universe is wired. It's not something you can say. I mean, let me give you one. Well, you know, like I said when I began, you read the book of, or you, you look at uh, YouTube and you see these people doing things that physically are impossible. Like they're going to jump off this cliff and on a snowboard or something and they're thinking they're not going to get hurt. And you're going, this is not smart. This is not wise. This is foolish, right? The principle of gravity is interwoven into this universe that you are never going to win. You will for a while, but then when you hit the ground, you lose right then and there, right? And so essentially... Wisdom is woven through this universe, and you don't, de- you don't determine wisdom. It's already been determined. And so as you pursue God, you'll find and you'll discover how he's wi- woven wisdom throughout this world. He's designed it. Um, so the, we pursue wisdom as we look at his word and we understand where does wisdom begin. It begins with God. Uh, we find the answer to life, not with an inner look, but with an outer look. We look to God. We look to his word. We look to his creation. Uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. Right? The firmament, they, they, they direct us to God. They say, there's where you look when you want to find wisdom. And the book of Proverbs calls us to pursue God. Why? Because as we pursue him and we find him, we find our purpose. Right? We find hope, we find forgiveness, we find life. And so we're told, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Pursue Him. Go after Him. Because you will find that no matter what your circumstances, you will never be destroyed. You will have an inner confidence and hope. The point is, uh, the writer of Proverbs says, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and and he will direct your path. I, I learned that verse years ago. And, and what it's saying is sometimes life's going to bump you around. It's, it's going to go hard. And it's those times you say, God, I don't understand, but I'm going to trust you. Uh, I'm going to lean on your understanding. I'm going to look for you to direct my path. And when he does, the circumstances won't, won't throw us over. We'll say, no, I have a hope. I know who I am. I know that he loves me. I know he has a plan for me. And this is a bump, but it's not something that caught him off guard. He's in control. And so now, as I pursue him and as I trust him, I find wisdom in, that, in, in the midst of that situation. And that's kind of how it works. Um, if you know him, though, and if you pursue him, you understand that he knows and he accepts and loves you with all your junk. And that you can walk in freedom. You can reach your potential. Um, you can have a quiet confidence because you know that he loves and values you. You know that he has a plan for your life that he'll never leave you. And so that's the pursuit of God. And wisdom begins as we pursue God. Why, why do we pursue God? Because as we pursue God and as we look to, to who God is through his word, what do we find? We find that we think about this world different, don't we? We can see a, a, a pop culture that is going away from God. You know, the, we, we could see... Uh, we can see what is pleasing to God. We can see, we can be warned about the traps that are out there. Have you ever been out in the woods on a dark night and you have to go to the bathroom? Don't raise your hand because I don't really want to know. Uh, but you, 
you know, if you've ever been camping and you, your, your lantern, you may have a lantern, you may not, but you go, you go out and you've got, you got to walk through the woods or you've got to walk into the woods or somewhere because you've got to go, right? And you, you, all of a sudden there's this root. You didn't see it. Boom, you're down. You know what the Word of God does? The Word of God is like a lantern. What does it do? What does a lantern do? When you hold it, it shows you what's coming. It shows you what's around it, 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 it illuminates the space around you. So you don't have to trip. You don't have to fall. You don't, so the, that's what the Word of God does. And so when we give our hearts to Him, and we allow Him to direct our lives, and we're in His Word, and we understand, He begins to show us the path. He lights the path for us. Some of you have tripped and you've fallen down. You say, I don't know why God let that happen. Well, maybe you didn't have the lantern. Maybe you weren't, you know, he wasn't stoked and it wasn't lit. Um, anyway, so the pursuit of wisdom begins with God. And then number three, it requires humility to walk the path of wisdom. Notice what it says. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. And then he goes on to say, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. <laughs> That's the problem. Because if, you're, if you think you're smart then you're not going to gain wisdom. And you have to... Why? You know, here's what I found sometimes. Wise people are extremely aware of their foolishness. If you're a wise person, you just you know how foolish you can be. And it worries you and it concerns you. <laughs> That's true. The book of Proverbs tells us that fools think they are wise and the wise know they are fools. <laughs> the fools think they're wise, but the wise know they're fools. It, 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 the book of Proverbs has a, a lot of things to say. Um, a few things, just to, to summarize that thought. If you don't think you're a fool, you're a fool. If you say to yourself, I've been a fool, then you're running down the path of wisdom. When you say, I'm a, I'm a fool and I've got to watch out, you're running down the path of wisdom. You're on your way to wisdom. If if we're going to grow in wisdom, we need to begin to closely examine our hearts. We need to allow God's word to speak to our hearts, and His help will help us. His word will help us uh, see ourselves. We can't do this alone. Um, let me let me show you a few proverbs, and I'm just going to read them out to you, and and just kind of give you a flavor. Uh, because as you read through proverbs, what it does is it begins to show you, you. <laughs> Things that you may not like to see about you. And you have to say, am I going to humble myself and allow His Word to speak into my life and into my heart what I need to hear? That's really what it comes down to. So let me give you a few examples. Now, if, I, if I've done well, then you should not, you should walk out of here and say, yeah, I might have a problem there. And if you think you might, you do, probably. Because you always give yourself the benefit of a doubt where in some areas where you shouldn't and you should be harder on yourself. Uh, and let me give you a couple of examples. This is one that I failed on multiple times, probably in the last week. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Spouting off before knowing the facts is both shameful and foolish. Ever done that before? See, now we're talking about where we're going, where, where, where we're at, right? But the, the, the point I want you to see is, unless you're willing to humble yourself, are you going to hear that? 
Are you going to hear what God has to say to your heart? Or are you just going to keep spouting off? Right? Let me give you a few more. Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open to knowledge. You know, I've heard young people and old people who basically just don't want to learn. They don't want to learn. They don't want to grow. That's not wise. That's foolish. Better to be poor and honest than than to be dishonest and a fool. So that tells us, how do we gain wealth? Well, if we're gaining it, If we're gaining it dishonestly, we're a fool because we've fallen for the trap. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Do you have a hard time overlooking wrongs when people wrong you, when they cut you off, when they say things, when they do things that are wrong, but you can't overlook it. You've got to bring it up and you've got to argue about it. You've got to fight over it. Is that you? Is that you? I mean... Will you humble yourself? Are you able to see that? See, this, this is where the rubber meets the road. Unless you're willing to humble yourself, you'll never grow in wisdom. You need to know who you are. And only God's Word can tell you that. James says the Word of God is like a mirror. It shows us the state of our heart. And right now, I just gave you a number of verses that some of you said, that's my heart. I don't really want to admit it, but it's my heart. And I don't want to be foolish and say that I'm wise and that's not me. Because I know it is me. And you know, the first step of wisdom is acknowledging that's me. That's me. You make excuses for your bad behavior. Do you see an inner foolishness, an inner lostness, an inner rebellion that only God can tame? See, it says, unless you're willing to humble yourself, you'll never grow in wisdom. Begins with God, but it begins with you humbling yourself. You have to humble yourself. Now, I don't have really a lot of time to go on, but I want to give you one more. This one is that you need a support group to walk in the path of wisdom. And I don't have time to get into this, but wisdom comes as we connect to community. You need people around you. You can't be a lone ranger and be a wise person. You need other people around you who can see your flaws you have a flaw you may have multiple flaws you can't see them but other people can and the people around you know your flaws and and it may be you're married it may be your kids it may be your parents kids okay but they see they see it on you it's like a stink on you they can smell it they see it they know it that's a bad way to put it isn't it uh, but you, you know what I mean. They know your weakness. They know, and 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 what the question is: Will you receive what they have to say? And and are you allowing other people into your life? Somebody that you trust, somebody that you slowly build trust with, and you allow them to speak truth into your life. Because, for instance, they say, you know, I I hear what you're saying with your mouth, and it's telling me the state of your heart. And right now, your your heart is angry. Because your words are angry. Why is that? What are you really angry about? Or worried. Your your words are all about worry, 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 worry. And and the person close to you says, you know, I'm hearing hearing your words. They're very worried. Why? What's going on with your heart? What are you worried about? What's, What's happening with your heart? Do you have people who can do that? Are you connected in, in a community of, of, with a Christian brother or sister who can speak to your heart and knows you well enough to know what's going on in your life? Do you have that kind of a person? That's why, you know, why do we do this, this group link? 
because we want you to get connected to a small group. Now, are you going to connect with everybody in your small group? Probably not. But I guarantee you, if, the, if you're a man or in a group, there's probably another guy in there that you'll say, you know what, I think he and I are on the same page. Or if you're a woman in that group, you may say, well, you know what, she and I seem to be going down the same road. I think we'll have coffee or we'll do something. We'll get to know each other. We'll see if this relationship can grow and maybe we'll have this kind of this accountability type of a relationship. See, we all need mentors. We all need teachers. We all need advisors. We need a Yoda. We need, we need people in our lives that, that will speak into our lives and say what we need to hear when we don't want to hear it. We need accountability. We need honest friends who have a permission to speak into our lives. You're never going to grow in wisdom in a vacuum. It won't happen. And, you know, I've heard people say, well, I just need me and God's Word. I don't care how many times you read through God's Word and how many, how many verses you have memorized and how well you know doctrine. I really don't care. Because the bottom line is you can't serve God unless you serve others. You can't really say, I love God, unless you're out there using your gifts and your abilities. And those are used within the body of Christ. So the question is, are you doing that? And you, to, to say that I'm going to have this, this, this uh, academic relationship with God and not be connected to the bride of that is the church is kind of like you don't you got to go back and read that those verses that talk about the church a little bit more because you're not getting that idea very well but there are christians out there that think that you, you in other words wisdom doesn't happen because you're you're in a vacuum you have to be in community you get to choose that though you get to choose who your friends are you don't get to choose who your family is but you get to choose who your friends are and it may take a little bit of time and it may take you know but you, hopefully down the road you'll do that Notice what Proverbs 19.20 says. Get all the advice and instruction you can so that you will be wise the rest of your life. In other words, he's saying wisdom won't. You are not going to create enough wisdom. You're not going to discover it enough. You need others to speak wisdom into your life. You need that. Counselor, wisdom. All right. Now, I just want to close and just say, none of this is going to really make sense to you if uh, you don't know Jesus as your Savior. If He hasn't turned your heart, it's just going to be an exercise of trying to do better and work harder and all that. But until God turns your heart, until you understand who He is and who, where you fit in the universe, that uh, the Bible says you're, you're essentially you're lost, you need a Savior, and He's uh, Jesus came uh, to be the Savior that we desperately need. And the Bible tells us that... Uh, we can't save ourselves. We're never going to be good enough. And we have to humble ourselves. Again, that humility is a huge thing. We have to come to a place to realize there's nothing we can do. There's no church that we can join. That, that, that will, that there's no amount of work that we can try to accomplish. We will all fall short. The Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We all desperately need a Savior. Joseph was told you will call him Jesus for he will name his he will save his people from their sins. We all need a Savior. We all need to come to that place. Um, the writer of Proverbs says this, People who conceal their sins will not prosper. But if, if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Anyone in this room need mercy? You'll never get it by, by covering up your sins or trying to conceal them or trying to make yourself better. Acknowledging yourself humbling yourself and saying, I'm a sinner, I'm lost, and I desperately need to save. Uh, that's how, that's, that's, that's how the, the gospel comes. How do you conceal your sins? 
so we you heard the news this last yesterday where the Hollywood uh, Airport, Florida, Hollywood, Florida Airport, where the man came in a baggage claim area and, and began shooting people. And I was watching with interest this morning um, a woman who was a teacher, and she said when she heard the first, first few shots, she knew immediately what it was. Her school had done the training, so she knew it was an, there was an active shooter. She knew that there was no way out. She knew that the only thing she could do was hide. She saw the man coming towards her with a gun. Can you imagine that? And so she, she got to a place where she said, I can't escape. I've got to hide. And she went behind this post. And she was hiding behind this post. The man was coming towards her. And uh, um, as, as he was coming towards her, she felt... Uh, an, uh, an older man came and kind of put his body against hers, against the post, to kind of cover her up. And he said to her, I'll cover you. I'll protect you. Now, the good news is, they were both okay. But you know what Jesus did? On the cross, he came to us who are sinners, and he said, not only will I cover you, not only will I protect you, but I will die for you so that you will live. That's what Christ Jesus did for us. He didn't just cover us. He died for us on the cross. And without him covering us, we would be dead. Because we can't stand before a holy God. Jesus took the punishment that we deserved. And he gave us his protective righteousness. So the question is, how do we conceal our sins? We try to protect ourselves. We try to cover them up. Try to downplay them. But the Word of God says, no, forgiveness comes when you confess your sin. Freedom comes when you call upon Jesus and say, Jesus, unless you come and cover me, unless you come and take the penalty away, I'm dead. I have no chance. And that's what he did on the cross for you and for me. Wise people, don't just try to make excuses for their sin. They don't try to cover it up. They don't try to downplay it. They acknowledge that they are absolutely dead to rights. They're sinners. They're lost. They're helpless and hopeless. But because Jesus came and put his arms around us on a cross, we're forgiven. Have you ever called upon the Lord and said, Jesus, I'm lost. I need a Savior. You're my only hope. That is the beginning of wisdom. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The wise man, the wise woman, the wise young person says, there is a God. And he sent a rescue party of one, and his name is Jesus. And he came and he covered me on the cross so that I could live. He died so that I could live. He gave his life to me. 
I gave my life to him. And now I'm alive. And now I have hope. And now I have purpose. And I have meaning. And I have forgiveness. And I have the hope of heaven. I have all of that. Wisdom begins as we acknowledge that we are fools and that we are lost. And without a Savior, we're dead. Stand with me. Let's pray. Father, what an amazing, amazing truth the gospel is. Help us to humble ourselves. Many of us, Father, have heard the gospel over and over and over and over and over. And yet, we still try to hide our sins. We still try to downplay the, the seriousness of them. We still try to make excuses for them and pass them off as somebody else's responsibility. Father, may we begin to grow in wisdom this week as we acknowledge our desperate need of you, as we humble ourselves, as we allow your word to speak to our hearts in areas that we need to hear it, and as we uh, allow your word to speak to our heart, may our hearts be changed, may our hearts grow in wisdom, may we be wise people, a world filled with fools. Father, we're, we're some of those fools. Because wisdom begins as we acknowledge that we are fools in desperate need of wisdom. So thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.